You're listening to the FUVFC Podcast on WFUVSports.org. FUVFC, another great show for you guys this week. Talking soccer in the Bronx. Christian Hoven, Luke Fiore, Evan Janikin here in studio with you guys this week. We got a lot to get to. Some mm. interesting results yesterday in the Champions League at the weekend in the Premier League. And then some intrigue in Milan that we're going to get into as well. Um, so we're going to start with um, yesterday. So today is Wednesday the 13th uh, as we're recording this. So yesterday was Manchester United and PSG at Old Trafford uh, in the Champions League. Interesting. It was 2-0 to PSG in the, in the first leg. Um, two huge away goals. It's tough to watch if you're a Man U fan. Uh, United have a long uphill battle now. I mean, it's... Even from a, a Liverpool fan's perspective, it's just sad to see because Man U were far the better team through most of that game. Definitely the first half. I would I would say I would say through the first half until until um, PSG scored and then things started falling apart. No, I I I would say probably until um, I I would say through the first half when uh, at the very end of the first half Lingard and Martial come off. Yeah. After after they came off. Well, Marci Marci well, came well, off later. I, think, I right? thought I thought Martial came off at, as a halftime sub, and Lingard came off right before the half. I could be wrong yes, on that, but it, was, but it was but it was around then. Um, it, once Lingard especially was off, they United just looked off the pace. Mm-hmm. Like like they you know they they were just overrun. Yeah, and I honestly through that first half, you look at PSG and they looked like they could not play soccer. Like it was Mbappe and then everybody else. Passes were going like all over the place. Yeah. I mean, there was at what like eight cards that game. It it was. They're always kind of scary to watch in the midfield. They kind of do like those one touch passes like throughout the game, and it's it's. I I feel like it didn't really work out in the first half, but second half they obviously shored up a little and bit. It's the, fun to watch, but I really like it. It was painful rooting for PSG yesterday because. PSG just goes down so easily, like especially Verratti, um, and obviously Neymar too. But he wasn't playing. Um, but they just go down so easily, and I, I I felt bad for especially Pogba on his first card. I thought that it wasn't necessarily uh, yeah. Um, I thought I Pogba's th- just a physical player, but it wasn't anything I, like I, a bad challenge. I did think the first card was harsh, um, but I also think that. The second yellow, watching the replay, he goes in, he lands with his studs on the guy's shin. Yeah. It, that, At the end of the game, that, I think Manu had already given up, and that, they're like, you know what, we're just going to injure them as, as quite, much as quite, possible. Quite frankly, I don't think the first one was a yellow card, but I think the second one yeah. probably should have been a straight well, red card. It and was Ashley bad. Young should have had a red card on that Di Maria challenge. Yeah, he I don't just, think anybody would have cared if Ashley Young got sent off. <laughs> I mean, listen, Manu, they... We're playing PSG without Neymar and Cavani. So it was pretty much Mbappe and, like, everybody else. And at home. And now they're going to have to go to Paris. Play that same team. Maybe Cavani will be back. Neymar is not going to be back, definitely. But Pogba is not allowed to play in the second leg. So that's huge. They have absolutely no shot, which I think bodes poorly for Liverpool. Because that Liverpool match... Is right in between. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Trans- transition here. The Liverpool match is in between the uh, the two legs of the PSG game. So with yeah. with okay. Manu no, no, completely okay. yeah. 
I mean, they're Champions League. You always find a way. I, yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're I, saying. That's that why I was rooting for a close loss. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so, so man, they, so you could save like, it up. they could yeah. have some hope. But I don't know you're, if you're going to just... get you're going to get 90 minutes of full Paul Pogba there against. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. Go, jumping back to that match, I was talking about this before we were on the air. But I but um, Di Maria yesterday for PSG. Oh, I love. I was I was I was thinking before the match. He's either going to be the worst player on the pitch or the best player on the pitch. There's no in between. At his return to Old Trafford, he's not going to have an average game. He's yeah. either going to disappear completely and look like Alexis Sanchez did yesterday <laughs> in the second half. Or he was going to look how he did yesterday. Two assists, creating all over the pitch. I mean, I was concerned going into the match that Mbappe, isolated up top, wasn't going to be able to do anything yeah. other than just straight line run. And we know he's an incredible talent. Especially but Danny when he's But he's, he's really at his best when he's playing with other attackers because he's so he's got so much pace that mm-hmm. he can play off other attackers. I was concerned he was going to be a little isolated up top. But Di Maria did so well. Yeah, Di Maria ball. was the and MVP that ball, of that game. And that ball on the cross for the first oh, goal was yeah, immaculate. And well, and the touch by Kimpembe. Yeah, that I mean was, the, the the touch the, the touch, touch by was Kimpembe incredible. was phenomenal too. But that cross was yeah. unbelievable. Um, Even though Matic just gave up on it, was it Matic or Herrera? <laughs> it was, at Matic. The back it was Matic. Matic. Matic just gave up on yeah. it. Matic and Herrera, in my mind, are just interchangeable people. <laughs> I I like nah. like if like Herrera if I picture... a little more attacking, he could play. No, but a no, 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 not in terms of style of player. Mm-hmm. But like I'm just picturing them in my head, and they're one person. I get Juan Mata and Ander Herrera. Like they <laughs> they confuse me. I think they're the same person sometimes. Like like if like if you told me that like they'd been playing a ruse all along and. Uh, Ander Herrera was Nemanja Matic. I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I think it's because in FIFA, like the the Herrera, <laughs> they're and both the, just like uh, kind of like they're, they're like they're just same, like lanky, they have like, like all the same stats. Like yeah. Man, like, yeah, yeah. Lanky, they're like interchangeable midfielders. Lanky, like, slow white guys. You know what I don't man know. you could have used in that game, Fellaini. And it's unfortunate that he was in China. Well, they could they could have they could have used. I, I mean, I think they could have used Fred. They could have used. You know, prime Alexis Sanchez. If he wanted to show up, the I thing, mean, we can. Evan, as, you were saying what? Were, what were you saying that Ole said um, oh, after the match about Alexis Sanchez? Hold on, I gotta pull up the quote. I mean, as it, much as I love correct. Alexis Sanchez being terrible, he played a really good game over the weekend. When he came in yeah, as a sub, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought. Now, but, I mean, Manu wasn't. Uh, who I don't even remember. But who Ole was is just. I feel like he's so supportive of his players normally, and he said, "I can't do anything about Alexis Sanchez's direct quote." When he plays, he needs to find himself. And I think that's just, like, an alarming thing to hear. You know what I mean? He's making, what, did you guys say, 400K a yeah, week? Yeah, 400,000 pounds a week. Jeez. He, that's he was, more than Mesut Ozil. He, he was good when he came on at the weekend against uh, Fulham. Yeah. I mean, um, but it, it, but is it is Fulham. Uh, but so he did like, look like the best player on the pitch, so I was encouraged when he came in yeah, for this game. And, and he, obviously, had like, he had, like, no, absolutely nothing. He did. Li- <laughs> he did li- it's not like he did anything. It's not like he, like, made a bunch of mistakes. Yeah. He just did. He was nothing. Just, yeah, when you're a star player and your new manager is turning on you that quick, that is not a good thing to say. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, tough. it's so so. All right. So it the, looks like Manu just completely. I mean, De Gea did have some good saves yesterday. He had that phenomenal just where he stuck out the hand one on one with Mbappe. Right. But the defense looked like they had just given up on him. Luke Shaw just like ran into. Who, I don't even remember who it was, but yeah, a weirdly poor game from Luke Shaw. I'm a big Luke Shaw fan. Yeah. I, I was not impressed with him yesterday. Um, honestly, all of all well, of the defense, and, and I think I think the 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 question that this arises that was an awful sentence. That's okay. Wow. <laughs> the the question that arises from this game is is that 
is there concern for United after this game, or is it just a fluke game? I think is there it, is. Is it? There's legitimate concern because this is a PSG. This PSG team isn't great. Like they do have a pretty good defense, and they have Mbappe. And in the second half, I really like that. Played. But I really like that midfield, though. Marquinhos and Draxler. Those are those I are mean, good players in the midfield. Well, what they Marquinhos were doing, was Marquinhos was dropping yesterday. into a center back, and they were playing uh, with three in the back and the wing backs. So I mean, I'm not a big fan of Verratti, or I mean, Draxler was like okay, but their midfield is, I mean, not. On par with the great teams like Barcelona. No, and they don't. They don't have yeah. one of the best midfields in Europe, but they their midfield solid. But, and Marquinhos but this played is a great a team game. Yeah, that's they, adjusting. They're playing Danny Alves on the wing. They're adjusting to life without Neymar and Cavani. And Manu is at home. They have everyone on their team at their disposal. They have the top wage bill in at least the Premier League. It might be Europe. I'm not. You might have to fact check me on that one. But they should be able to go out there and not look like terrible in the second half they looked like a team that just didn't care they gave up they looked like almost like Chelsea out there we'll talk about Chelsea in a bit but I mean they... I think, yeah but I, I was gonna say like you want to say PSG like maybe talent wise they don't have the greatest midfield like on the planet but I feel like just the way that they were able to like cycle the ball get it to safety yeah, and, and back think... into attacking positions so quickly and that's all they need with outlets like Mbappe and stuff you yeah know I, mean? I, I think I think it comes back to to Thomas Tuchel Fantastic! Yeah, I mean, you you can see the difference yesterday. I mean, I, I talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago with Ole. Ole's been great for this United squad because he's just opened them up. Mm-hmm. But I think, like in when it comes down to like crunch time against great managers and great squads, I don't think he quite yet has the tactical yeah, prowess. He's not. He's not a I great think, manager. I think he's, he's he's the definition of a great caretaker manager for this yes. United squad, and I think he's going to do enough to get them into Champions League football next year. But I. But I think we saw it yesterday. I think you saw a great manager like Tuchel come in, mm-hmm. and even without his two best players, I mean, you can argue Cavani and Mbappe, but two yeah. of his best attacking players, he still organized his squad in such a way to maximize the strengths of Di Maria and Mbappe, the two I remaining th- attackers. Yeah, I think had. the difference between the two managers yesterday was that, or I mean, just managers in general at um, at United is. There's a great manager, like a Sir Alex Ferguson, and then there's a guy like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who's just not Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone yeah. other... If you give any former player that role, maybe even Thierry Henry, despite the horrible job he had done at Monaco, anyone could, with the team they have, yeah. put a team out there that's a top-four contender and at, can at yeah, least and, compete and, and in Champions And you saw, you saw him not be able to adjust. It, it was Martial did come off right at halftime as well. You saw him not be able to adjust when Martial and Lingard got hurt. He just, he just he didn't know what to do. Yeah, and sometimes these kind of managers, you know, they get off to a hot start. It's like a few games. You're like, oh, he's the savior. That's kind of what I was thinking, and I don't mean to bring it back to MLS because I know you guys' opinion on the MLS. But when I love the MLS. Tur- when, I know, that's true. I'm but okay when, <laughs> when Dome Tarant came in for NYCFC, he won like yes. six of his first seven games, and then all of a sudden they just tanked the rest of yeah, the season. To like note, 13, three of the last 13 they won. On I, that, and there's, people figure them out. There's a study done in Soccernomics, which there I we have go. concluded reading. Um, fun fact. <laughs> uh, but, like... When a manager gets fired, it's generally because the team is at its absolute lowest point. So when anyone comes in, they have to be more successful than the most recent history of yeah. that manager. The so there's a natural win. tendency for correction the pl- um, to the average. Yeah, it, it, it's it like reminds the players want to win spots in the lineup. You know what I mean? They start yeah. playing harder. Yeah, and, and, and to extend the analogy outside of soccer, it reminds me of 
Chip Kelly's first season in the NFL at, with mm-hmm. the Eagles. The Eagles came out red hot that mm-hmm. year. People they forget were, that. They were Chip crushing Kelly. teams. People really forget that. And then they get to the playoffs. They're playing Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and he he was just so yeah. far out of his depth yeah. that they just got beat bad. Yeah. Like it, like it, and and that I don't. I'm not saying we're not saying that that's going to happen to Ole for the rest of no. the season for United. I think they've got the talent. Paul Pogba's playing out of his mind. I mm-hmm. think they've got the talent to stay in the top four, definitely. Especially considering Chelsea, and we're going to get to yeah. them next. Oh, God. Um, but <laughs> but I think I think that's something that United have to think about long term for European success and to compete for a title in the Premier League, not right. just for top four. I think Ole's a great manager to get him into the top four. Perfect guy to take over for Mourinho when they fire midseason. Mm-hmm. But I think they got to think about that long term. So, the Premier League this past weekend, one really, <laughs> really interesting result stands out. Yep. Yeah. One outlier. So, Spurs 3 1 over Leicester. No, 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 no. No, yeah. I woke, I woke, up, I woke up Sunday morning. I'm like, I'm going to watch Spurs lose. I'm going to watch City lose. I don't and know why you thought you were going to watch Spurs lose. Well, you know, I was hopeful. And during the game, you have to admit, less, I mean, it very could have it could have easily been a 2 2 game. Like, Leicester played a very good game, but they made some really critical mistakes at key moments. Um, but. Couldn't be disappointed because okay. it, Leicester is a mid-table yeah, team. Yeah. So moving on to City and Chelsea, I figured you know Chelsea could come in, maybe score two yeah, one. You know, two I one think score line. Possibly. Yeah, two one, three one, maybe like keep it at like, least not keep blow up the, the goal first bag, bag yeah. goal Don't and blow not up the goal and have Aguero score three goals and tie solid for goal. And it was it was what <laughs> it was what four four nothing by the four nothing by the twenty fifth minute. minute. Yeah. Gundogan's goal in the twenty fifth minute. Great. It was just like. A FIFA game out there. Like, honestly, it looks like... Like, the teams are not that unevenly matched. Yes, City is better, but it it was just, like, mind-boggling. Like, after those first 25 minutes, I was like, when does it end? Does City just decide to, you know what, let's just stop scoring and, like, not get injured? <laughs> or should we just score 20? It was just absolutely... I've never seen anything like that. Two generally top top teams in one of the best leagues in the world, if not the best league in the world, just one being so humiliated, especially after going out and getting Iguain, who was the striker of choice. And Iguain had a, a decent game for not scoring and having the team lose 6 nothing. But uh, Sari goes out and gets Iguain. That's that's who he wants. Mm-hmm. He keeps um, uh, what's, uh, Hazard at the deadline. <laughs> and... I mean, you have to go out and get some results. He yeah. got his guy, Jorginho. He he got the, the most expensive keeper in the world, Kepa. I, come on. Like, what does Sari need? He just says he can't motivate yeah. his guys? Like, Sorry, Ball's then you can't, on the hot seat. <laughs> you can't be a manager if you can't motivate guys when you've got some of the best talent in the Premier League. And, and I, think, I think it's about – it is a lot about rigidity. I mean, like, you see – a lot he of the top managers, adapt. he will, he will not adapt. Like Klopp, Pochettino, the other top four managers, Pep. like Pep especially, but like they'll they have a, a tactics they like to use generally. But they, can, but they can adapt them in mm-hmm. the face of you know an opponent like Spurs would like to play four at the back. But you know if they have an opponent who comes in and they're high flying attacking, like whenever they play City, mm-hmm. they'll go to they'll throw in an extra center back and they'll play a more defensive style. Sorry, just doesn't change. Mm-hmm. He does, and, it, and it, it's all about and it, it either it either works or it doesn't. It's very Jekyll and Hyde. So like they're Chelsea's last three results: 
6-0 loss, 5-0 win, 4-0 loss. To Bournemouth, who is a good team, but it is not like, a top like six it's, team. It's very, it's incredibly, like, night and day. Like, yeah. they either look like the team that at the start of the league was the last unbeaten team in Europe, mm-hmm. or they look like a team that got blown out 6-0 <laughs> and I by think, City. I think, not to keep going into other sports, but it's like when a rookie gets called up in baseball, they'll be very hot sometimes, and then the pitchers will adjust. So yeah. I think that Sari got, like, he did a really good job at the beginning of the season because no one in the Premier League had seen his tactics. But once they figured it out, they figured it out, and it's completely not working, and he has no way of switching it up. Yeah, they're now they're now down to sixth because of Honest, their goal difference. It's it's hard to see Chelsea being a top-four team. It's really Maybe hard. even fifth. I don't—, I don't I think Arsenal's doing a really good job with the budgetary constraints that they have and the injuries at center back and the defense. So I don't even know if Chelsea finishes fifth. It's from a team that was unbeaten, the longest unbeaten team in Europe. Uh, it's just, it's shocking. My I, one, I can't. My one big takeaway was just so sad to see Conte. So sad. I, yeah. I think he's an angel. And I do like yeah. him. at all. A lot. He should Conte be protected at all costs. He was he was the key player for two separate Premier League championships. Yeah, yes, and he's just completely misused. Yep. by sorry. Honestly, he like like every, he needs to leave. He should go to Real every, or Barcelona. Every or time I saw Manchester City just run through Chelsea's midfield with N'Golo Conte stuck too high up the pitch to do anything about it, I just rolled my eyes. I was like, "Wait, <laughs> you have the guy." Yeah. You have the guy that stops this. Manchester City running rampant through the midfield. You have the best guy in the world at stopping this. And, and you have him playing not God knows that. where. Not the defense. Like, you have Cesar Azpilicueta, who was probably easily top five center back last year in the Premier League. And you're playing him at right back. You're playing David Luiz, who is a former top center back but obviously cannot play and at least cannot play in sorry system and the defense just looks atrocious we talked about man use defense earlier chelsea's defense is just so bad they got caught out on every single play like you don't even see teams like city i don't they put up scores like seven nothing on on teams who were earlier this year in the um english cups against teams that weren't in the top flight. But I don't even know if they've put up six goals against a team not even in, like, the bottom five of the Premier League. Like, it is just so pathetic. And it's not even good soccer to watch. Like, yes, as a Liverpool fan, I should probably be rejoicing that Chelsea is so horrific right now. But that wasn't even, like, a good game to watch. It's just yeah. it's just not good soccer. And and, and I think that's... it. it you, you touched on the defensive issues. I mean... Chelsea, Arsenal, and Manchester United, the three teams battling for fourth, all have those defensive issues. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at their talent up front, all three teams are very talented up front. There's a there's a reason that they're all nine or ten points behind Spurs, who are probably not that much more talented up front. I mean, they've Spurs have talent up front, but not much more than any of those three yeah. teams. But the reason that they're so far ahead is because they have you have a defense. You have Eden Hazard who is considered a top 5 player in the world. I'm not I'm not sure I would agree with that, but he, he's a consensus top 10 pick for a player in the world. He's probably considered the best player in the Premier League. I mean, maybe Harry Kane, maybe Mo Salah are up there. 
But, like, you have Eden Hazard, and you have N'Golo Kante, and you have the most expensive keeper in the world, and Iguain, who has all the experience. Uh, you should not be getting blown out like this. You should at least be getting a goal. Yeah. It should at I least mean, be six have, one. If you're gonna put up six goals, at least show some effort at yeah. the end of the game. Try and get a garbage time goal, but it, and to start Pedro, Pedro, it should not be starting on a top six side. <laughs> no, and and the thing is, when you're, it's it's again the lack of adjustment. When mm-hmm. you're playing a team like Manchester City, who you know are going to be on the front foot all match, and you don't throw on Willian, yeah. who. His whole thing is he's super fast for a counterattack. Absolutely, like you, then you just you just have no and attacking it's not like, option. Yeah, it's not exactly. like City was at, without injuries. They're playing a, a natural center back, Laporte at left back. They're starting most expensive left back in the world, Ben Mendy's injured. So theoretically, Sorry could try and exploit that with William, who's a faster option. But of course, he doesn't see that, or for some reason, doesn't start William. He starts Pedro. And it just—it's a series of they didn't things even, that don't make sense. They didn't even yeah. play Sane. Yeah, <laughs> literally. It's gonna, I think City bench—they benched David Silva. I—I'm <laughs> not sure. I turned the game off after it was five nothing, but I, I don't know if he came in at the end. But he they did, started he off come in for with Frank David Dino. Silva on the bench. He—they he, benched Sane. They benched Jesus. Until maybe the end, I don't know. All he came, he came on for uh, Jesus came on for Aguero at the hour mark, and yeah. uh, David Silva came on at the seventy fifth minute. It's just both City, of which when it was it was already six nil. It's getting or really sad nil. to see Jorginho. Yeah. It's getting. I feel bad for him at this point. I mean, I, like I don't. I think he's. He's sorry. Wants a, he's thrust into a role that he's not really. Yeah. Like uh, red. I don't know. Also, about why do they keep starting Ross Barkley? I don't know. They yeah. just keep throwing just throw him, out, him there. out there. Yeah, <laughs> they're, like, they're like, Here do you your go. thing, Ross. Like, yeah. He's like, what's my thing? Yeah, <laughs> he's not. He's not the regista. <laughs> no, like uh, Jorginho. No, <laughs> I mean, I think Sari has Jorginho, and he wants him to be the star of this team with Hazard and Conte, and it it just doesn't make yeah, any but sense. The role that he's throwing him into requires pace and dribbling, which he doesn't really <laughs> possess. Yeah. No. It just doesn't make sense. It's, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> the poor guy is just... This is ridiculous. He's just spitting out short passes I, all game. I feel John <laughs> Furlong slowly dying from somewhere oh, poor far Poor John. Away. Yeah. So we've, we've got a couple more things to get into. Um, I do want to get into... There's some drama in Milan that I mentioned Ooh, at the top of the it. program. Mario Cardi, the captain of Inter Milan, or should I say the Ex-captain. former captain... Of Inter Milan, stripped of his captaincy today or yesterday, a few I believe, ago. a yeah. few hours ago, stripped of his captaincy, was given to Handanovic, the keeper, mm-hmm. um, and then left off the Europa League uh, squad for this Thursday's match against Vienna, and everyone immediately assumes, oh, wow, he's really fallen out of favor, you know, the, you know, the manager stripping him of the captaincy and then leaving him out of the squad. Then Inter's manager comes out and says, no, 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 I named him in the squad. For Thursday, he's not coming. He told me he wasn't coming. What is <laughs> what? What's going on? I don't know. Has he fallen out of form recently? I mean, he hasn't been in great form this year. But like nine goals, twenty matches. I, see I in Serie he's 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 been he's That's been okay. He was he hasn't been great. But mm. I mean, there's no reason to leave him off the squad for Thursday. I mean, he's still your best striker. I so so. I I think it it all 
points to him leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it all very clearly points to him leaving in the summer. Yeah. So the I mean, question becomes, to where? Mm-hmm. He's under contract. He can't just walk like Aaron um, Ramsey. Uh, there have been rumors that he might go to Liverpool. I mean, it's a Liverpool just won everybody. They, I mean, they can, want a striker. They've been linked to like the Lakers, Immobile, Icardi, And I do, I do want to get into at at the very end how you know Liverpool spent months and months and months complaining about Barcelona players um, publicly begging continue to come, and then are publicly begging Timo Werner to come, yeah, and not not picking up on the hypocrisy there. But that's that's neither <laughs> here nor there. But my, so so Icardi. Um, Liverpool, okay. Liverpool's on there. Liverpool's on the list, um, but then the big boys are on the list. I mean, Madrid have been in search of a better mm-hmm. striker for it feels like however long. I think he would be a good <laughs> yeah. fit at um, Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah I think Inter- if he'd be a good fit there. Yeah, I think that's a natural. I mean, Inter- fit. Inter's going to be happy to get rid of him, honestly. At this point, they, yeah, they still they have a young guy behind. Who's Lautaro, right? Lautaro Martinez. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He still plays. For, he plays for Inter. He just scored the other day, I think. He's a, he's a nice yeah, I don't know what what goes on at Inter. They they're a club that puzzles me. Yeah, I I, so, I just don't know. <laughs> so, so and then I mean he's Argentinian. Maybe he goes and plays with his Argentinian teammate in Barcelona. Maybe. But he was left off the World Cup squad because who knows why? Maybe because he's he's a head case. Yeah, well, everyone was left off. Though. Yeah, exactly. I know. But but he's Argentina. He's so is he worth the drama? Mm. Now, if we're pairing him with Argentinian stars, have you ever thought about Lanzini Wh- at West Foyth. Ham? Juan Foyth, <laughs> legendary Argentinian center back. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeez. but is it is he worth it? I mean, like he he had to leave um, Sampdoria because he married his teammates. Wife? Oh, that's right. That's yeah? right. Yeah, his didn't... Maxi Lopez yeah. had to get divorced because his wife was dating Mauro Icardi. That's right, I forgot about like, that. Like, God. this guy's just got drama everywhere he goes. I don't know how he got the captaincy <laughs> in the first place at Inter, if I'm being quite maybe, honest. Maybe he'd be able to make Barcelona a little more exciting. <laughs> you know? Bring a little life to Barcelona. Yeah. I don't know. So, I think they need it. I mean, he's obviously a great striker. He's been a little out of form this year but I mean uh-huh. 109 goals and 179 appearances in the league for Inter Milan is a very good scoring record and then but we also we also talk about this a lot with strikers from Serie A can they yeah. can they hack it in other leagues I mean like if he comes to Liverpool can he handle the physicality of say the yeah. Premier League center backs I mean yeah that's, that's not as much of an issue if he goes to Spain but it's it's a much rougher transition from Italy to go play in England or Germany so yeah yeah I mean you you in the PSG uh Man U game you saw the difference I mean Man U is a physical team because they play in the Premier League and PSG's used to playing against terrible opponents and with Arms. no physicality who are just the refs are protecting guys like Neymar but once they come onto that international stage I mean, it's it's a different game. So yeah, it's a, there's always a question, um, but I think Icardi will do all right. Um, he's done well in in Champions League games and stuff of that. But a full season, uh, wear and tear, you, you never know. Wow. Well, uh, spe- I- speaking speaking of um, PSG, Cavani's 31 and injury prone. Icardi's 25. Do you see them having any interest in the summer? It could be. I mean, it mm. depends how much you're going to pay for him. I mean, right. because he does have a $110 million or euro release clause, I just saw, only if he's sold for bids outside of Italy. So 
110 mil do you pay? I that? I, I, Honestly, know, I know a team that, down. I know a team that that doesn't even care about 110 million pounds or euros or whatever it is, and that's PSG. Mm-hmm. They don't even care. Wouldn't, they wouldn't even bother them. They could, you know, pull out their checkbook. How much? What's uh-huh. the release cost? <laughs> and uh, with Neymar possibly gone this summer. Yeah, they mm. they would have ridiculous amounts of cash to spend if yeah, Neymar walked. Yeah. Sign so, the whole and, Argentinian forward depth chart. <laughs> and then, so, in approximately one hour and ten minutes from now, mm-hmm. as we're recording this, we've got the next round of um, Champions League matches. Um, we've got Spurs-Dortmund um, at Wembley, and we've got Ajax-Madrid in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. So this episode will almost certainly be up after those games are over. Yeah. But let's let's give our predictions real quick anyway so the people can see how wrong we are. <sighs> oh, um, you know what? I'm going to do, with Royce not playing for Dortmund and it being at Wembley, I th- I might pick Tottenham here. I don't know. He's trying. He's trying to jinx it. I'm trying yeah. to jinx it right yeah, now. I really hope it. it doesn't. You know what? Through. I say no chance the Spurs lose. Zero percent <laughs> chance. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, so the, confident. The, did you say the Spurs? Who do they have? Oh, tonight? the Spurs. Oh, San Antonio. Who do they have tonight? Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Christian. <laughs> Always the grammar. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I, I might. Okay. You know what? Maybe one one. Let's say one one. One one. I one, think one? that's probably fair. Okay. Um, and then for Ajax Real, maybe two one Real. I don't know. I I feel like Ajax can make some noise, but Real's been in great form recently. Speaking of making noise, did you see their fans yes. posted outside of the, the Real Madrid hotel? Pun. That was <laughs> yeah, <completely intentional. laughs> good, good, good. Because <laughs> for that reason, I've got Ajax two one. Okay. <laughs> wow, you think you think that that disrupted Madrid I, I so. slumber enough? Yeah, I, I th- absolutely. Yeah, and we were talking about how Real Madrid's been playing a lot of matches. So. I could, yeah, I really they, could they see. Have I have, they have, they've had a lot. They have had a lot. They had very a, clustered schedule. In yeah, January, they had those February. those two emotional matches last week. Exactly. You know, yeah, we talked El Clasico and the Madrid derby that we talked about last week. Um, but Vinicius I, is really catching fire. He yeah. is. He's playing yeah. very well. I I think by virtue of the fact that Ajax is home, I think you're going to see him put up a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think maybe two the one second, Madrid. Yeah, I think the I think, second leg. I think it's the, the second. The second leg is when Madrid put it away. But I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't su- be surprised to see a draw mm-hmm. if Ajax can grind out a draw. I mean, they've they've got a lot of talent in that side. Mm-hmm. They always have a lot of young talent um, before it gets poached to the bigger boys. But um, I yeah, I, w- I would not be surprised at all to see a draw. Spurs Dortmund. I am concerned about um, as I sit here in my Daily Alley kit. Daily Alley's not playing. Harry mm-hmm. Kane isn't playing. Mm-hmm. Danny Rose is hurt. Hmm. So it'll be Jan Vertonghen, most likely, ben at Davies left back. Maybe? Ben Davies is also hurt. Oh. So it's either Jan Vertonghen at left back, which he's played a lot for Belgium, mm-hmm. but he's he's he doesn't have the most pace, or it's a right back playing at left back, Serge Aurier or Kyle Walker-Peters playing at left back, both of which concern me against Jordan Sancho, even if he forgot his passport on the way to the flight today. Or yesterday, whenever it was. Let me see. They might have just... Yeah, they just posted the lineup. All right, excellent. Um, In the meantime, (laughs) I just want to talk about Liverpool (laughs) next week. It is... Okay, so they... they, Here's the lineup. So they've they've gone with three center backs, (laughs) and the three center backs are Alderweireld, Sanchez, and Foyth, 
with Vertonghen at left wing back. Wow. How, uh, did Dortmund release their lineup? Um, I'm sure okay. they did, but I- I'll get on that. Yeah. So it's, so talk it's about that. Loris Aurier. Thank God it's Serge Aurier, and not Kieran Trivia. He's awful. Um, out of real Sanchez, Foyth, Vertonghen, Winks, Sissoko, Erickson, Lucas, Son. No Urente. He's on the bench. Wow, son. So two Lucas and Son are the two. Yeah, Lucas and Son will be both be up top. I said there was a possibility I think, last week. I think I think there's goals in that lineup. I you know I, what? I, I see goals on the pitch there. Especially yeah. Son Son the beekeeper. He loves scoring against teams that wear yellow. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, I mentioned for... this last week. He he scores oh. a lot of goals against teams that wear yellow, like a disproportionate amount of goals. I did not know that's that. But um I mean look at the um Look at the Bundesliga right now. Dortmund in their past two games have allowed six goals total. So yeah, I mean, I I do see goals in this lineup for Spurs. Yeah. Um, I think Dortmund are a little weakened without Marco Royce. I'm still scared of Sancho and Pulisic. Yeah, um, Royce. But has I, been think, I think I think um, I think Pochettino's done well here because he's put in he's put in two center backs, Sanchez and Foyth, who aren't as polished. Say mm-hmm. is out of field and Vertonghen, but the one thing that Sanchez and Foyth have going for them is pace. Mm-hmm. I, I watching the the match of the weekend, Spurs Leicester. Um, Damari Gray, who is one of the fastest players in the Premier League, broke in one on nil on Lloris, and Sanchez, Davinson Sanchez, chased him down at a full sprint from like twenty yards. Davinson Sanchez has a ton of pace, yeah, um, for a center back. So I I, th- I think they'll be able to contain Dortmund, and uh, you all can quote yell at me on Twitter. Um, once this goes up after Spurs like lose three one or something, <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Spurs not only keep themselves in it for the next leg, but I'm gonna say that they put themselves in a good position with a win, um, maybe two um, one. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I and I think happen. I think I think with the solid back line that they've put out, I I might even see a clean sheet in the cards without Marco Royce on the pitch. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I see. Know. I see at least one goal from Dortmund. Yeah, you know what? This is Pulisic's warm-up game for next year, guys. So watch out. <laughs> well, I, he I, is. He is going to be playing for Chelsea, and we know how Chelsea go. That's play what I mean. Spurs. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> only in cups, not in the league. So okay. Well, uh, we'll see how this goes. I'll give it a two-two. Give it a two-two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm, interesting. That's, that's a. I could, that's a good pick. Yeah, I don't really see Dortmund scoring two goals, but okay. you know, I've been wrong before. Yeah, many, many, many times. <laughs> so you know, we'll see how it goes. All right, all right. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm moving on to Liverpool. I'm a little <laughs> oh, nervous boy. because it was recently brought to my attention that it had slipped my attention previously. But Van Dyke is suspended for the first leg, which I completely forgot. Yeah, and Lovren is injured, and so is Joe Gomez. So it looks like the center back pairing is going to be Matip, who we all know my feelings on Matip, and Fabinho. <laughs> Who, as good as he is at a central defensive mid, he played really poorly as a center back uh, in the one or two games that he played center back in the league. So, needless to say, I am very worried um, going into this game. But thank God it's at Anfield. Yeah, I mean they'll be getting because if you were going if you were going into a match without Van Dyke, without Lovren, at Bayern, yeah, at Bayern, woof. Oh, and but I just want to say... Alexander-Arnold is back. I so. do kind of just want to say, by the way, it was the most West Ham thing ever to have a great result against Liverpool, that 1-1 draw, and then, yeah. of course, come back out on the weekend, go 1-0 up <laughs> in the first half, and look, yeah, you know, kind of good, and then draw Palace. Of <laughs> well, Zaha's so, goal was That's crazy. true. Was well, crazy. But yeah. again, that's very West Ham. 
And Declan Rice's mind was on switching nationalities, oh, that's right. yeah. which he did today. Mm-hmm. Switching you heard about from that Ireland to England. Yes. yes. Wow. So he was Republic of Ireland, and now he just decided. Well, he's, he's English, but he but he picked Ireland when he was young because he yes. had Irish ancestry. And, and he figured, he never hey, thought I'll he'd be make this, the English. Yeah, he's squad. like, maybe I'll be, I'll get some playing time on Ireland. But now yeah. he's like, oh, I'm now actually like, pretty oh, good. Yeah, I can make the England yeah. squad. Gareth Southgate said I might <laughs> make the England squad. So I mean, we got a lot of good young guys. Yeah, a lot of good young midfielders, especially Harry Winks. Call him up, Gareth Southgate. He'll be great. <laughs> I mean, and, and Bundesliga players, too. Yeah. They've got yeah, Jordan Sancho. Sancho yeah. It'll be, it'll be good. England's got a good future. Absolutely. It's coming home. Eventually. <laughs> it is coming home. Eventually. At, at some point. <laughs> they can't. They can't. They can't waste another golden generation. I, they really can't. But that's that, that's so off, far off the point. James um, Milner should be in the England squad. It's a <laughs> playing playing where <laughs> everywhere. Right back, central mid. They've got all those striker. Positions. He could play striker if you want him to. <laughs> Maybe even goalie. I don't know. They've got okay. all those positions <laughs> okay. that you just said. They've got better players than James Milner at all know. those positions. Is Pickford really better than Milner? I mean, he's he's valuable off the bench because <laughs> you can put him in anywhere. But who cares? All, yeah, this is the most. This is this is so this has gone fun. way off. This the is going. This is what happens when Jackson Heil isn't here to, yeah. to keep us under control and give us stern looks. And, as Luke, he, and Luke has been waiting. As he on a leans sushi awkwardly line for on his forty minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> this is what happens. We get we get a little get a little punch drunk at the end here. This you know. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, I think so. What do you too. think? I think it's yeah, all right. So. Let's wrap it up. We'll come back to you next week and see how wrong our predictions were about uh, the Champions League games kicking off in an hour. Uh, for Evan Jackin, Luke Fiore, I'm Christian Hoban. We'll see you all next week, hopefully with a better moderator. <laughs>